Hello, and welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual. This podcast is about people, their stories, their experiences, and the things they can't explain. We live in a world where supernatural occurrences happen to people more often than we talk about. And on this show, we're going to explore these paranormal encounters and become a place where people can share what they've gone through without the fear of being told they're crazy. You are not alone. My name is Rafael Gonzalez, and you are listening to Maybe It's Spiritual. Jim, and welcome to Maybe It's Spiritual. How's it going, Raph? How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Awesome. So you're here to tell us about... Uh, I mean, all of my, whatever you want to call them, paranormal experiences. Uh, I like to call them just, you know, I don't know. I feel like I've experienced some angelic, uh, I don't know. What would you... Uh, experiences. There's no better word. Sure. No, Experiences. Absolutely. Happenings, maybe. No, all right. I like uh-huh. it. I like cool. it. So uh, tell us a little bit about who Jim Markell is. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I'm a carpenter in Rockford, Illinois, the greatest and most beautiful city in the world. Um, I've lived here pretty much my entire life. Every time I leave, it just I come back because I miss it, and I love all the people here. Uh, the culture's great. Um, what else? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what else do you want to know, man? What What are some good... That's good. That's yeah. all I need to know. Do you just whatever Fair you want to tell Carpenter me. That's what from I want Rockford. Hear. That's what I want to hear. Yeah. That's good. Cool, man. All right. So we had spoken on the phone mm-hmm. pre-interview, mm-hmm. and you had told me about some experiences you'd had, ghost-like, angelic-like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't you lead in with that? Okay. Uh, let's see. Which which one do we want to start with, uh, Papa? Yeah. Let's okay. start with that one. Let's talk about Papa. All right. So I grew up in my Swedish great-grandmother's house. Um. We called her Nana and there was a, so you know how in like an older person's home, there's two different, uh, two different living rooms. There's a living room and a family room. Oh, one, sure. Which one? When like you has, use one, you don't. Which, yeah, exactly. One you don't use and there's plastic on the furniture and oh, everything's yeah. nice and tidy. There was a piano in there and like, uh, a couple of really nice ivory couches with plastic on them. And I was kind of afraid of it. It was really nice in the daytime, but at night it was, you know, a little, little sketchy. I didn't like going in there. My room was right next to it. And there were these, uh, like, uh, saloon doors going in, um, which were super fun when you're a kid to play cowboy. Um, and one night when I was there, uh, I woke up in the middle of the night and decided like, okay, I'm going to go get some milk because milk, they'll put you back down, you know? And, uh, I walked all the way around this family room. I didn't go anywhere near the family room because, you know, it was kind of sketchy, even though it like took twice as long to get to the kitchen. Sure. And from the kitchen, you can see the family room. Um, I got my milk. I was hanging out, drinking my milk, having a good time. And I noticed a figure sitting on the couch and, uh, I was a little frightened as you would be as I think I was like eight years old. Nice. 
Um, and I saw a man reading from a book on the couch. And there's a little end table or a coffee table in front of him. And uh, he just, you know, was sitting there reading from this book. He stopped and looked at me just like this. Nice. Gave a little smile. And then in a second, vanished. This probably all happened within like two seconds, you know. And uh, I immediately put the milk down, ran into my room, and stayed up all night listening to like 96.7 with the lights on. Because I was like, well, if the lights are on, no supernatural, spiritual anything can get me, obviously. Because that's how you think when you're eight. Sure. Um, And then the next day, I went into the family room bust through the saloon doors and uh i looked at that book that book was the family bible that i've never seen before never looked at it uh inside was my great grandfather's obituary and i don't really know i didn't at the time know a ton about my great granddad we called him papa uh and i just read all about his life and what a great guy he was and how everybody loved him and it mentioned me and all my cousins that uh, were all like a year apart were super close. So it was uh, it was really comforting. And um, yeah, it you know, it was what was frightening, frightening turned into something that was like, I don't know, really transformative. Sure. And I, I read that Bible ever since I was like, you know, so obviously I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be looking at this. Right. And uh, I pretty much broke it down to. I think that was an angel sighting of my great granddad. And wow. uh Yeah, I was really happy that it happened, you know. So when you saw this this figure sitting on the couch, obviously you didn't have like a older gentleman living with you at the time. So what were what was going through your head? I mean, you're 8 years old. What kind of 8-year-old thoughts were happening? So when the second that I saw it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh terror, just sheer terror. Sure. You know, I thought I saw a ghost. I because so it ha- so the figure had like a, a sort of light green um, luminescence. Okay. Um, obviously, it was like shining through the darkness because it was pitch black. There was no light going on except for the refrigerator light. And uh, and there was a gate. There was a, a baby gate that was keeping the dog Molly out because Molly was a terror. And uh, in that second, like when I saw the figure... He looked and then smiled at me. It like turned from a figure into a spiral. Uh, like I don't know if you ever looked at the Fibonacci numbers, what I uh, was mentioning before, but it really looked like a spiral going right out the window, or maybe not out out the window, but just a vanishing. Right. You know. Um. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry. What was the question again? What was the feeling? Oh yeah, no, yeah. you. I think I mean, you answered it. Honestly. Sheer terror. Uh, I did. I actually did look up. The yeah. number. Did, did you? Fee. Okay. The golden. Yeah. Like the golden number. Golden ratio. Golden yeah. ratio. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's it apparently like a number things. that happens. All living things. All, yeah. All over the place. That's yeah. pretty interesting when you say right? that. Yeah. I didn't know anything crazy? about that. A lot of people attribute it to the Big Bang. Whatever. You know. Sure. A lot of things. So it turns into this green smoky spiral and mm-hmm. just goes out the window. Right out the window. Man. What were you thinking at that moment? Uh, I thought I saw a ghost, <laughs> you know, I was like, I, that's a ghost. And then like, you know, running through my head, I thought maybe it was an angel because it was, it smiled, you know, or he right. smiled rather. And, um, 
you know, that image is burned into my brain. Uh, I know exactly like what the figure was wearing, was wearing slacks, button down, sweater vest, uh, had like a balding ring like most old guys do and right. thick glasses like uh like they used to have in you know the 70s 80s just that that style right and um you know he was a skinny guy uh and and like clean shaven and and when i looked at pictures of papa which i really had not done i mean i lived literally in the house that he built there were three houses in a line and he built every single one of them and I was living in there, but I didn't really explore. Like I, I knew Nana, I knew grandma, I knew dad, that that was my life. That was my world, my cousins, uncles. And, uh, I hadn't really, I hadn't asked any questions about who Papa was because it was apparently a, quite a sore subject. He died of dementia. And, uh, but when I explored more that the figure that I saw matches perfectly the, human that lived in that house wow. and that obituary wow. so i mean i attributed it all to uh yeah angelic intervention on my life that brought me closer to god that's wow. what i think it is. that's awesome so when you you researched all this and found out it was your grandpa did you mm-hmm. did you think it was your actual grandpa or did you think it was like an angel representing him for sure an angel yeah representing nice him. yeah definitely uh you know, that that Christianity, spirituality is has always been a part of my life. And, um, you know, being a naturally inquisitive and questioning, like, skeptical person, I've questioned it every step of the way. Mm-hmm. And I continuously go back to, well, it's just the truth. I mean, that's for me, you know, whatever. you Listeners think whatever you want to think. But right. to sure. me, it's the truth. So from there... Um that obviously impacted you pretty, oh, yeah. pretty greatly. What mm-hmm. what happened after that? Uh, I didn't mention it to anybody. <laughs> I didn't mention it to anybody. I felt like that was. I don't know why I didn't either. Honestly, I have no idea. Uh, I felt like it was kind of my own. I didn't really think anyone would believe me anyway. Right. So I was like, well, you know, because I'm eight. It was the middle of the night. You know. Right. Think whatever you you're gonna think, but I don't know. I think it was, uh, I think it was something special that I was supposed to experience, you know, that there is a, a life after death and, um, you know, not only that, but like the memories of people live on and like affect us greatly. Huh. So what about the spiral? What do you think that was about? I think that was just, oh man. So I think about the, the Fibonacci or Fibonacci, whatever it is, the golden ratio. I think about that all the time because it's like perfectly exactly what I saw. Um, I don't know. I always, I have a theory about math and music and all, all those things because you, you literally can't have music without math. Math is perfect. Math is like a language. It's a universal language that we can all use. Um, I think that there might be some sort of divinity to, to mathematics because it is like, it's truth. Right. Numbers don't lie. They do not lie ever. Huh. You know? And there's things like Googleplex that like continuously go on forever and you know, there's no end to it. And you know, what is that? You know, nice. is that the the world? Is that God's mind? Is that, you know, a language that we're supposed to, you know, are we supposed to crack the code of that? You know, why, 
why when you put your fingers on a fretboard that i mean that's basically an equation in motion you're listening to those vibrations why is why is that so pleasing to us why do we have to move to that hmm. i don't know right i think about those things all the time i, I just i don't have any answers for you guys but that's all right <laughs> that's like i don't know that's okay i, I think it's fantastic the world's amazing nice. you know so obviously that instance kind of propelled you forward yeah pretty much had a pretty big impact especially because because of those things i mentioned uh and that room being the pretty much the musical room i mean i spent a lot more time in that room after that for sure i wasn't afraid of it anymore that's cool yeah. see that's kind of full circle right there yeah and uh my cousin uh billy you know amazing musician he spent a lot of time uh playing the piano in there and uh yeah we we grew closer because of that um, there were a lot of good things happened in that room. We spent a lot of time in there after that. And it was, uh, yeah, definitely a profound moment for me. So, okay. So overall good experience. Totally. Nice. Yeah. So now we'll go forward and you had told me about another experience you had. Yeah. My babysitter's house. Yeah. Not so, not, not so nice. Not so awesome. Not so awesome. Um, I think, I think certain objects can be imbued with a, uh, negative, or positive um, energy. I think that Bible was clearly, that was something that brought the family together. It was a family Bible. Right. Uh, it brought me closer to God. It brought me closer to music. It brought me closer to, you know, a lot of things. This house um, where my cousins and I, our, our babysitter, our babysitter was a mean, obese, uh, violent old lady. Um, perfect. Perfect. You know, really cared about us. And she saved my cousin Carrie, uh, saved her life. She was choking on a, on a piece of candy and like ran through the house. I've, I have never seen a larger woman run so fast and like, you know, gave her the Heimlich and saved her life. Nice. Uh, but just cussed all the time, was angry all the time. Um, didn't really pay a lot of attention to her kids. And if she did, it was pretty negative. Um, you know, always yelling and cussing at him. Uh, I remember like having to grab a switch from the backyard uh, a couple of times for being naughty from learning the words that she spoke in that house and using them. Uh, <laughs> and so your babysitter. Uh, so my babysitter was mean. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> gave you the, gave you a. You had to. Wow. I had to go pick, old school. pick my own switch. Wow. Yeah, which, That's you know, I've never been hit by my parents or anyone in my family. Just but your babysitter. Babysitters and uh, other families. And, you know, whatever. I, I don't think it really, didn't really do any damage to me psychologically. I th you know, it was just a ha it was something that happened. Yeah. Um, we can talk about childhood trauma on another episode. Oh, my goodness. we I got a boatload. But uh, we can talk about that later. My mom. But, um, so... Her daughter lived upstairs in the attic, which was horribly scary. There was a lot of dolls up there. Um, we were playing, I don't know, like Nintendo. There was a lot of, like every Nintendo you could ever imagine was in this house. It was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, Segas, all of that. Um, and we were, you know, playing up there. And uh, out of nowhere, a doll flies across the room and slams against the wall. There's no wires. There's no, nothing. You know, I checked, obviously. I was like maybe nine, ten years old. Nice. And, um, yeah. So I turned to her. I said, hey, what was, I mean, you know, obviously freaking out. What was that? 
what 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 is that and she's like shook it off she's like ah it's haunted you know no big deal and uh how old is this girl you know looking back probably like 14 15 years old she had a job at mcdonald's we thought it was the best man she would bring mcdonald's home nice it was cool wow okay so let's talk about the haunted house all right uh so there was dolls up there tons of dolls like the old school ones some of them were like you know I guess it's, what is it, ceramic, the heads? Mm-hmm. Um, some of them were plastic, but they were all very old. And um, I don't know. I think because of the way that that house was, was operating, mm-hmm. that woman wasn't happy. Yeah. She learned those behaviors from her parents. Her parents learned those behaviors from their parents, and so on and so forth. This was an old family home. Who knows how long that family or, you know, that house was in the possession of this family. Right. Who knows what sort of spiritual energy was going into the objects, the house, all that stuff. Who know? you know, I don't know. Right. But there could very well be a very, um, you know, very angry spirit, which, what I would call probably like a lesser demon. Okay. Walking around just uh, negatively affecting the, uh, the living world. Right. And yeah. this girl was fine with it. She was, just she like, was oh, totally just okay happens. with it. Yeah. I mean, everything was so negative there that I think that like anything like that was just whatever, huh. you know? And you know, some people are really fascinated by stuff like that. Like, uh, movies that are, you know, some people are really into scary movies right. and that's like their whole thing. They get Jack Skellington tattooed on their leg and whatever. But, uh, I don't like that stuff. I think it's, not great i don't know right yeah absolutely yeah but whatever whatever you like you know so what i mean besides the obvious Mm -hmm. you'd experience this your grandpa Mm -hmm. positive experience totally then you you know a couple years later you're in this like negative experience what was going through your head did you know what it was no no i didn't really know what it was i don't think i processed that later until i was you know mid late 20s right or something like that the the closer that i got to the word and like uh, reading things like screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis or, um, what, a, you know, what else am I reading right now? Dante's Inferno. Yeah. That trilogy. Incredible. If you like metaphors, especially if you're like, if you're ser- searching for answers and, um, you know, you, you need something to read and maybe you're not totally into the Bible. Give Dante's Inferno a read because it's, it's just chock full of metaphors. And, uh, I don't know. The second that I read it, I was like, this, this is like a, a book about my problems. Right. You know? Yeah. So was there any conversation with this girl about it or was it just like, no, this is a haunted house. That's it. I mean, she was a teenager. She wasn't really hanging out all that much other than to like, Oh sure. Play Zelda or crash bandicoot or whatever. Right. You know? And so the doll flies across the room. Yeah. It's just, that was it. I got the just hell out on. of there, man. I yeah, was I not hanging out. I didn't want to be anywhere near anything like that. I don't like scary movies. I don't like scary stuff. Not down. I'm right. all positivity. So, did anything else happen at this house? Um, not really, because I avoided it. Right. I avoided it. I, you know, they would hang out up there, my cousins and stuff. I wouldn't. So, you think there was something particular about that area? Yeah, definitely the attic. Yeah. Definitely the attic. And I had my own theories, like, oh, maybe there was, like, a kid that was trapped up there, wasn't, you know, allowed to come downstairs. It was, like, maybe, I don't know, like, punished and sent up there, you know? Sure. I had my own theories. I just know that like the people who were living in that house were not happy. Right. And, uh, I mean, her son was in the Marine Corps and was like just a really 
violent. Like, uh, if I can equate him, his energy and like what he was doing to anyone else, I I've known a lot of crack addicts. He was a lot like a crack addict in the, f- the sense that he was just like, ah, just like really intense all the time. Yeah. Very scary. And, um, you know, not somebody that I thought was like very violent, not somebody that I would see as like a role model ever. And he actually got a dishonorable discharge from um, the Marine Corps for fighting other Marines. So, so the family just had tons of issues and Mm -hmm. this ghost was just, did anyone else acknowledge it or was it just that girl? Just that girl. Really? Really? I mean, the mother was like not having it. Right. She wasn't into it. Sure. You know, just that girl, just that girl. Huh? You know, so how did that impact you? going forward you have one positive and then and then one negative i mean i had to you know i attributed that to i mean at the time i was thinking ghosts in my later years i've attributed to uh angels and demons and even uh rankings of them because uh i definitely believe that there's spiritual warfare going on sure constantly i think it always has yeah absolutely um yeah and and that's what i contributed that to like a lesser demon Wow. All right. Let's go. Yeah. So what happened after that? What was your next encounter? Because we talked about quite a few. What was the next one? Mm, You know what? I'm having a hard time remembering right now. Uh, Shoot. What was the next one? Your apartment? Ah, yeah. Okay. I was in my 20s. Yeah, that's a good one. Living in Roscoe. This is a big jump. This was fun. Yeah. Uh, this was another pretty positive experience, I would say. Um, I was living with my buddy. I'll, I'll, he doesn't like his name being out there, so I was living with my friend. And uh, we were living in an apartment in Roscoe. Um, just being 20, I think I was 21, 22 years old. Uh, just being 21-year-old dudes, you drinking a lot of beer. And... Uh, partying and just you know hanging out and so it was most of the time pretty clean but usually on the weekends would be a total mess until sunday and then we'd clean up sure um but sometimes we you know i'd be working he'd be working you know we wouldn't get it done he was uh he was working like double overtime just trying to uh get enough money he was saved up money for college and he paid uh for college in cash he was a bad mofo that guy um He's doing well now, but when we were living there, he, so one, one day he, uh, came to my room and was like, it was like, I think he was leaving for work and he was just like, Hey man, you know, when you, when you mess with me at night, it keeps me up and I don't, you know, I have to get up for work and I have a, like a labor job and all that. And I I just, you know, I I have to have my wits about me because it's like, he could literally lose an arm in his job. And I was like, what are you talking about? Right. You know? And, and you know, he was like, well, when you're jiggling handles and like opening the doors and you're up all night and stuff like that, I can't get to sleep. And I was, I was like, buddy, I go to bed when you go to bed. I don't go, I don't get up. Because technically, it was his apartment. I right. was renting from him. Sure. So I really respected his space. And I was like, I'm if, when, if he's in bed, I'm in bed. I'm not going to, you know, get up in the middle of the night and, like, cook stuff. I know that we both have labor jobs. I'm not going to mess with him. Right. We're going to get some sleep and get work done. Um, so I had to, like, 
explain that to him like dude i'm not i'm not messing with you uh i don't get up in the middle of the night for anything i bring water in my room so that i don't have to do that and he was he was really puzzled by that obviously right uh and i was too i had no idea what he was talking about because i didn't experience anything but he was telling me that like there's knocks on the door there's jiggling handles uh one day i did experience this i came home from work and he wasn't there and all of the cupboards and all of like the drawers were open and everything and i didn't know what to make but i figured he was just like on a tear making up some food right before work or something right and i was like okay whatever and i closed them all i cleaned up the you know the kitchen and got got about my day but uh yeah so things like that kept happening and one day we decided to stay up to see what was going on and we were watching a movie drinking a uh drink that i I think i named the conquistador it was uh tequila lemon and lime with a little bit of spritz on top i don't know if that's actually anything it honestly sounds like a tequila and soda but uh i called it a conquistador it was fun and um so we were we were doing that, hanging out, and uh, we hear a crash in the kitchen. A glass, glass falls. You know, kind of just chalk it up to whatever, just right. oddness. But this keeps happening, uh, and you know things we we're living, and uh, you know things get messy, what have you. But the messier thing, we noticed that the messier things got, the worse things got. Right, and. You know, we're staying up one night watching movies, and uh, I see like a f- something out of the corner of my eye. There's like a little window that you can see into the kitchen, and uh, I see just like a f- you know just a flash go by, and uh, I was like, "Did you see that?" He's like, "Yeah, I've just honestly ignored it because apparently this whole time he's been staying up and sleeping on the couch just to like understand what's going on in the apartment." Right, and. Uh, I was just like, what do you mean? You're just ignoring it. What is that? And he was like, I think, like, I think our kitchen's haunted, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think our apartment's haunted. Just laying it all out. There. Just, you just, it is what it is. Right. And I was like, so you're, you know, I, I stay up and I, I continue to like for days, this happens over months and I continue to watch. And one day I like see very distinctly a, like a woman's face and just a face just a face because all i'm seeing is like this little window okay right and i'm sitting down so my my you know my vision is like you know i'm looking up and there's just a face and it just goes by and you know cupboards are open drawers are open things like this keep happening and uh he was he like he got so used to it that he like called her amy so he named it he named this you know whatever entity entity and, uh, yeah, I mean, we just, it, it just became a joke to us. We're like, oh yeah, Amy's here. She's mad. You know, we didn't clean up right. And, uh, so, so Amy, we, uh, yeah, we, this is our ghost wife. So, uh, we started doing things like we really started like deep cleaning the apartment. And when we deep clean the apartment, we find that we have less happenings. Like right. there's no jiggling in the hands, there's no knocking on the doors, there's no drawers open, no broken glasses, stuff like that. Um, so we, you know, we keep it up. But every once in a while, you know, we're 21-year-old men. So we're filthy animals. Right. And we're partying. 
So there's, you know, beer stuff everywhere. And uh, yeah, so she, she would act up and she would keep us in line. So if we weren't cleaning, things would break, you know, and she would mess with him specifically. I, I started to notice it a little bit, the jiggling of the handles and stuff like that, but she didn't really bother me all that much. So there was something about... But I'm also a super heavy sleeper, so I wouldn't even know. Okay. Um, she could be just be standing over me like in the whatever those movies are. What were the paranormal activities? She'd right. Like that. And I wouldn't even know. So okay. uh So she focused in on him because maybe he noticed things. Maybe. And he's kind of a light sleeper. Okay. Yeah. And uh so nothing real deep and profound there. Not really. It was just funny. We just thought it was hilarious. We were like, Oh, Amy. But uh, you know, you know how you can check and see if like people have died in your apartment yeah, or home right. or what have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We checked in on that. And it turns out there was a woman who died in, you know, one of the apartment. It didn't specify which one, but in that apartment complex, in the kitchen, in like the late 80s, early 90s. And I think her name was Sarah. We named her Amy. That's all right. Yeah, I thought, it was, a, I thought it was nice. She probably Close liked it. Yeah. You know? So, okay, so... <laughs> Wow. It's a wild story. So you named it. You were cool with it. Yeah. You cleaned your apartment to appease it. We kept it clean in there for Amy. She was our ghost wife. Wow. And we wanted to please her. You know? Huh. I don't want an angry ghost wife. So there's some like... Good practice for actually relationships, I think. Right. You know? Because, uh, yeah, I would do the dishes. I would, you know, make sure... Especially if the pantry was full of garbage. Like... Just we would stack garbage in there, right? If it was full of garbage, dude, she would be so pissed. Yeah, yeah, and just really mess with us. Just mess with you. So hopefully, your real wife, yeah, doesn't leave all the cabinets open and break things. When, dude, I mean to be fair, if I had a if I had a wife that acted up like that, I'd be like, see ya, dude. You breaking stuff? That's violent. Good to know. Don't break things. All right. So okay. So with all the experiences you had prior and then you had this one, mm-hmm. you kind of like grew to an acceptance of this kind of thing. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Right. What no did you fear. think? What did you think Amy was? I think Amy was, uh, you know, probably just, uh, if there's such thing as a purgatory, I think maybe she was living in that era. I don't know if she was, you know, possibly like an angelic figure. She did definitely had a positive influence on us so maybe you know like a lesser angel in the rankings a lesser angel yeah okay so just like a just like a private in the army of the, of the lord there huh you know interesting so you were never threatened by it was he ever free was your uh roommate ever freaked out yeah by for it? sure so yeah. he was really freaked out by he it. was i mean we both were laughing that guy's not really afraid of anything i don't think right so yeah but uh i th- you know yeah, uh, he definitely he he paid a lot more attention to it. I probably would have let it keep going because it didn't bother my sleep. Right. He was bothered. So. Huh. And uh, t- I mean, it was part Amy, and partly him that I I kept the house clean and you know made sure everything was all right because I, I respected him. Nice. That's, well, that's awesome. Okay, so these three experiences. Thanks, oh yeah. <laughs> so these three experiences are <laughs> like all separate but similar. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think so. I mean, the first one was just she didn't have a yeah. a green luminescence. She had more of a ivory luminescence. It was more like white, sort of like an opaque white. Right. Yeah, almost like a like a lace, huh? Like a lace curtain. Wow. Yeah. And she would just walk, man. 
she would just walk around. She, you know, didn't quite disappear in the same way either, but that was probably because my vision was obstructed. So I'd just see her face and then she'd, you know, every once in a while just look at me. Did you ever see like a full on apparition or is it just the face? Just the face. I never saw more than the face. I saw the face maybe like two or three times. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. So lesser, so you got angel. Angel. Lesser demon. Lesser demon. Lesser angel. Yeah. Wow. Where, so what are, you, what are your theories about all this stuff? You said you're a, a man of faith. Yeah, absolutely. So How uh, much research have you done on these kind of things? Not enough. <laughs> not enough. Um, I definitely want to get into, uh, into more research of it, but there is a fear. I definitely have a fear of like gaining more knowledge because I, I think that the more knowledge that you have, um, the more susceptible you are to attack. I think that you know, the enemy will, you know, try to mess with you. Right. Obviously. Uh, I mean, that's just based off of like, you know, that book, Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. Right. That, that put a lot of fear into me. You, you read a lot of uh, religious uh, fiction. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. 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 How does that affect your view? Or, or did the things that happened to you start to make you read that kind of thing? Um, no, I think... I think I started reading it actually just based on, um, you know, people telling me my, my friend, John, he told me to read screw tape letters. I actually think that the copy I have is his, okay. he read it. He had this job where he was like answering telephones or something. And, uh, he, all he did all day long was read books. Right. You know, and this was one where he was like, you have got to read this. This is incredible. So I was like, all right, man, yeah. get in there. I tried, I tried to read the screw tape letters. I couldn't get past the, mm-hmm intense old english oh really yeah i, I like know. that stuff i like everything that's, that's old okay. it's a good book though yeah for i have sure. like perused it yeah i just got mere christianity from my friend joy nice yeah she's been sending me some cool stuff cool yeah she's dope so how has this all affected you as an adult now you are an adult man i feel like uh, it's kind of a responsibility to learn more okay and uh yep to research more and to try to be a better Christian because of it. Because I think that uh, what I do here has a huge impact um, in a spiritual sense and in a real physical sense, you know, in what's happening today. So have you had any other experiences like this at all? Or have you been... That's it. For that was like, it. That's um, good, though. I mean, you don't need to have them all yeah, the time. My mom always told me that we, you know, she's she's Guatemalan. So she says that we have a special, like connection spiritually because of the mayans but i don't know she's also kind of cuckoo so i don't know if that's true or not sure. okay. but for so. whatever reason i've seen these things and uh i'm a huge skeptic okay so any of the listeners if you think they're like oh he just likes hocus pocus i am the biggest skeptic ever even as a christian i was like well i better read this book because everyone's telling me all this stuff I'm not just going to believe things blindly. I right. need to do the work. And just, you know, the more research I do, the more that I believe because it seems like it's the truth. I've lived my life. Um, I've lived a, I think I've been quite a scoundrel in my past. Okay. And it brought me nothing but pain and sorrow. And uh, since cleaning up my act and trying to like hanging out with, you know, better people and not, uh, you know, surrounding myself with drug addicts and, uh, 
folks that have a, a type of victim mentality and using that victim mentality to, to abuse more drugs and alcohol. Um, I don't know. My life is vastly improved. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Thanks. So you'd Matt. say that overall your, your spiritual experiences have like put you in a good place. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. 100%. All right. So you talked about one more. Yeah. Let's talk about the fun. This one. was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're an alien experience. I think so. You think it is? I think so. I can't, you know, I want to, I want to like not believe in aliens. Right. I don't, I want to not believe in anything paranormal. Okay. But these are the things that happened to me. Okay. Uh, I was sitting in my, what would have been, it was a Toyota Tercel. I believe a green Toyota Tercel had a sunroof. Thing got serious gas mileage, man. It was so cool. Good to know. It was amazing. <laughs> get a Toyota Tercel it's the best or a Honda Civic um yeah so as in my Toyota Tercel I was waiting for my girlfriend to get off of work she worked at the Cherryville Mall and uh I was just waiting I was looking up at the stars through the sunroof you know having a good time and I see what I think is a shooting star because it appears and then stays there this bright streak of light and stays amongst other stars and it starts to move slowly back and forth back and forth and then after a while it starts doing a triangular pattern and i'm I'm keeping my eyes glued on it blinking as little as possible because i don't want to miss it um and just through watching it i noticed that pattern and then it streaks off like a shooting star would, you know, probably within a matter of like f- five seconds. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know what to really think of it. Um, and my cousin, Kenzie, is huge in aliens. And I told her about it and I've told other people about it. And the more I talk about it, the more people are like, you know, that's like 101 alien sighting. That's 101 UFO. That's wow. like what everybody sees. Huh. Yeah. And uh, I was like, all right, dude, whatever. You know, aliens. Okay. You know, I we, I think we talked earlier about like, I don't believe in like the humanoid version of what we think the little green men's type of alien. Oh, and I don't, sure. Yeah. I'm not into the UFO thing. I think it's stupid. Yeah. You have a, you have a pretty unique, I haven't heard this one. So I think aliens, I think aliens. If we want to call them aliens, I want to call them extraterrestrial life forms. Okay. If those things are real, then they're probably in the form of single or like, you know, very few celled organisms, plant life that are just basically learning uh, how to survive using photosynthesis. Or um, I think the the most um, like the the best like actual... I don't know, moving creature that I think explains or uh, best explains it is like a, a type of cephalopod or like a almost like a squid okay. octopi type. Um, just the way, just just based on their behavior because they are the oddest creatures, those octopi. And it, it would be perfect for outer space because outer you know space is a lot like the, the deep ocean where it's like, you know, there's very little gravity. You're kind of just flowing um they can fit into small areas they can squeeze into things uh 
they they're incredibly intelligent um yeah they can do amazing stuff they've those got a lot critters. of arms they can yeah, push they all can the buttons and levers camouflage they can do all kinds of stuff uh so yeah that's the you know that's what i think is probably if there are extra extraterrestrial life forms that's that's what i would attribute them to but you know maybe they have digits i don't know maybe they're not even real Maybe we are the most intelligent creatures in the universe. I don't know. And I would never claim to. Nice. So, yeah. So that was the only extraterrestrial That's it. That's all experience. I got. That's all I got. And I kind of hope it's the only one I get. I uh, don't want any more. No, that's great. No, thanks. No, that's fine. You don't I'm have good. to have any experiences. Okay, good. Yeah. You're all, <laughs> you're all done, Jim. I want to I wanna live just a regular pedestrian life. Nice. All right. So okay. do you think, okay, question. Do you think with that kind of mentality, is that you think that's why you stop seeing things? Uh, no, because nope. I've, I've, I'm more open than I've ever been. And uh, yeah, I'm, dude, I'm the biggest skeptic. Like I told you, like I grew up in a very Christian, uh, you know, Lutheran, free evangelical type environment. And uh, I did not like Sunday school. I did not like any of this. I didn't want, I wanted to learn for myself. I, I, I definitely, since, I don't know, ever since I, I, I knew that I could do my own research, I was like, I'm going to. Hmm. I'm not going to just believe whatever people tell me to. I, you know, I think that this, this is my experience to have. And I don't think it should be swayed uh, by anyone else's beliefs or uh you know nice. ideas but you know if i see something that i agree with or i test the theory like i did with uh drugs and a godless life you know i i experienced it. i put it to the test and it sucks i had a terrible time i was i've never experienced so much sorrow and emptiness and i've known i've known what it feels like to have God present in my life. I've known what it feels like to have God outside of my life. And it's awful. It's empty and hollow. And I've never been so lonely. And I'm just so thankful that he's redeeming and that I can come back. Wow. Because, uh, dude, yeah, you know, when you're, when you're sleeping underneath a, uh, you know, a bridge at begging people for chicken sandwiches, it gets low, man. It gets low. Wow. We can get into that at some point if we want to. I lived in a van for a year or two. Wow. And all these hipsters that think it's cool to live in a van, it blows. Who are you? What are you doing? What are you doing? It's not fun. No vans. I mean, I guess if you choose that life and you have enough money to like do it. But, dude, I was living in my van just because I couldn't deal with living at home uh as an 18 year old i was like i, I want to do whatever i want to do you know if i want to do dmt and come home and like think that it's okay and not be under ridicule i'm gonna do it and that's what i chose okay um, i wouldn't change it so let me ask you one more little question you just said dmt yeah did you ever <clears throat> pardon me did you ever see anything weird on dmt i've heard some, some i had wild I stories yeah there's wild stories i don't know if um i had like a pretty like regular hallucinogenic uh we can go through i've pretty much done it all so it i had a pretty normal hallucination i don't know if i did it right or did it enough because a lot of people see like you know whatever gnomes or what have you sure. i didn't have that experience i just saw like 
a cartoon version of a living room, which was super fun. And I had baby face the whole time, just like, <laughs> yeah, I was really stoked. So you had baby face, like an actual baby, not like 90s baby? Face. Like serious baby. Like I was a baby. I was a toddler. I turned into a toddler and I was like, yay, happy feeling. Warm huh. in my tummy. And then I fell asleep, man. <laughs> I fell asleep. And then everyone was like, I saw something so profound. I was like, I saw the speakers turn into smiley faces. And that was dope. <laughs> so that was, that was your DMT. That was my experience. DMT, dude. Like all this, like really, I, don't, I didn't have, I don't know. I think those people are searching for something. And since I already have it, like That's in awesome. my faith, I didn't need it. That's cool. I just wanted to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard one guy told me a DMT story that like curled mm-hmm. my toes for days. Whoa. Sounds so. sexual. That's okay. I just wanted to know. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's all not good. like that. Curls my that toes. Like, no, I'm kidding. Not like, not like, like whoa. Like yeah, the other it freaked, way. Did it the freak other you way. Out? Like a, ah, this is yeah, really good. Like, like a not maybe good. Maybe butthole curl- pucker is what it did. <laughs> it was scary. It was scary. Yes. Indeed. Okay. All right. What else do you want to know? You want to know about mushrooms? No, I'm okay. I just want to know about DMT. I'm a huge advocate for psilocybin mushrooms, especially for people with depression and anxiety. I think it's excellent. You should definitely do awesome. it in microdoses. <laughs> so, what you, so with all in all, all the things we talked about tonight, mm-hmm. what's your final word? My final word? Yeah, what's Jim's parting gift? Um, think for yourself. Don't buy into, don't buy into these things, that, like especially right now. It's so easy to just lump yourself into a group and be a part of whatever movement you want to be. Just think for yourself, man, because it may lead you astray. It may be uh, a house built on sand. It might not be what you think that it is, and it may fall and crumble and just be useless and leave you empty. So think for yourself. Do your own research live your own life that's powerful thanks mister thank you so much jim thank you Raph. this has been fun you're the best dude you are the best this is super fun i, I had a great it. time thank you so much right. take care man you too be safe out there kids thanks again to uh jim markell for being on maybe it's spiritual super fun episode um you can find him he actually has a podcast himself uh the midwest's best podcast you can find that on Castbox or spotify And also, if you're in the Madison area, he is a stand-up comedian on Comedy on State in Madison, Wisconsin, Wednesday nights. Uh, He also has an Instagram, Forest City Sasquatch, and that is where you can find Jim and all the cool stuff he's doing. And uh, just thanks again. And if any of you guys want to be on the show, we also have um, the Maybe It's Spiritual Instagram. We have the Maybe It's Spiritual at gmail.com. Uh, send us a message if you want to be on the show or if you just want to say hi.